Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the support and insight you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. I'm Sam, I got Manny and Rhino here with me talking about NALCS, third place and finals recap. Um, it wasn't really as spicy as we hoped for, but uh, no. you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> I so, so. <laughs> yeah, let's just get right into it. The first matchup we're going to be talking about is a third place match between Echo Fox and Clutch Gaming. Echo Fox win 3-0. What happened in game one? Fox give, give over a ton of power picks to Clutch Gaming, like Febben's Azir, Lyra Skarner, and Apollo's Caitlyn. But holy crap, Dardock goes crazy on Olaf and they just steamroll over Clutch Gaming. It kind of felt close, but eventually it broke through and Echo Fox just demolished them. Game two. And three, we can just lump them into one game because it was pretty much as long as one game. Uh, Dardock got Olaf again in one of these games and they just destroyed Lyra collectively as all of Echo Fox. And third game, pretty much the same thing happened except Lyra got like a rotation of buffs and then got destroyed. Um, yeah, and then just pretty much Huni, Dardock, like everyone performed. Echo Fox did really great in three games and they look like their old self. So... I mean, Manny, what did you think about that that matchup? Man, I I was kind of hype going into game after game one because I was like, this I had flashbacks to uh, Clutch Gaming versus TSM. I was like, wow, that Olaf performance that was similar to what TSM were able to do that game one, right? Like dominating, like demolished them. Like Fevy, I think got first blooded, same as like you know last time. It was just very very similar. And and then Clutch never decided to 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 become Clutch and it just it just I was like, Oh, this is the Echo Fox that we wanted, you know, and it was kinda kinda sad to see them kinda like falter. Yeah. I mean Dardock just went crazy. I know um Rhino, you wanna talk about Dardock, right? And the Lyra matchup. Uh I think Dardock took Lyra to school. <laughs> He showed him what it felt like to not get any buffs on Skarner. So, like, all that clear speed doesn't mean anything when you can't get anything until your second rotation. So, I think that giving Dardock Olaf was a massive mistake. And another thing, too, like, I don't, I felt like Clutch Gaming didn't do anything to help Lyra. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like I, they just kind of left him out to dry. That, yeah. So, he's like, oh, yeah. okay, like, all right, well, I mean, I think it's less Lyra's fault, more Dardock being able to realize that. So, being able to take in like the status of every lane, knowing that some of his lanes would have push priority, and then being able to punish that, and the inability for his team to actually rotate fast enough and realize mm-hmm. that his lanes could be there just as fast as the other lanes. So I think it was more so a team effort with Dardock sort of like leading the way on that rather than Lyra, you know, uh, not being able to perform up to standard. And there's nothing he could really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Echo, like in these games, it was just so sad to watch because Echo Fox pretty much just mess mess with everyone level one. Like they just kept invading, getting down really good wards. They had a good plan going into the game. They just looked like they knew exactly what they wanted to do, and Dardak was like leading the charge in all of this. While Lyra yeah. just seemed like, I mean, we say it's it's not Lyra's fault solely his fault, but I mean, I don't, I just didn't feel like he spoke up or he just like. Or his team ignored him? Like, because if you're a jungler, you need to be like, hey, I need help, or this is going to happen. Even as a coach between games, you'd be like, this is going to happen again because they have Olaf. Look out for this. And nothing happened on Clutch Gaming's side to support Lyra and just made him. I mean, 
Dardock, because he got that advantage, just really went into every lane, screwing up everything and killing everyone. It was yeah. just so sad to see. There couldn't be a better champion for him to do it on too, right? Like, there's no better champion to get like a huge early lead on than Olaf because mm-hmm. he can literally just steamroll into your lane, destroy you under tower, and walk away like nothing happened. So yeah. once he yeah. got in control of like topside, he just like he and Hooney were just a were just a menace to solo. No matter what you did, Lyra couldn't be there. Clutch gaming couldn't rotate. And this is not shitting on Lyra because I still think Lyra is a really higher tier jungler. I still think he's upper of the pack. But mm-hmm. it just felt like there's nothing that could be done. Like it, it's just, yeah. it was less on Lyra, more so on clutch gaming to try and react to help him. And I just felt like they left him out to dry. And I agree. And the thing is, like, it's, it's sad because, you, you know, I, I feel like when Lyra was uh, in Envy last year, right? He was the center of that team. Clearly the center of that team, right? Mm-hmm. He he was everything. Um and, and kind of like he's he's been having like these growing pains of being in NA like a second year, you know, away from his family. He doesn't feel like fans support him as much. And it's I feel like this also like affects him. So it's not all on Lyra, right? And but I feel like what Sam was saying is he he hasn't spoken up, right? He didn't speak up. Maybe he did, right? We don't have mm-hmm. all the comms and things would be easier if we did, but it, it was still kind of like heartbreaking to see because, yeah, I, I to me, this this series was jungle decided it, right? Like the jungle mm-hmm. just 100% decided it. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get to see Clutch Gaming. Like, we didn't see Clutch Gaming do anything. Like, everyone thought, like, Clutch Game. I know uh, Mark Z and Jed were, like, all talking about, the analysts that were all talking about, Clutch Gaming has this mental fortitude that is, like, higher than any team. They're just steadily progressing, getting better and better. And, like, they didn't get a chance to do anything because um, in pro, sometimes the game is lost at three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and we just saw that Echo Fox, holy crap, just, took the lead so quickly and never let go. And we kind of saw that old Echo Fox that we saw at the beginning of the split where they just created chaos and just rampant. I mean, I we all agree and I think the general public agrees that Dardock played out of his mind and like played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uni played Camille two games, so he was playing a carry into this tank meta. Phoenix, um, no one has been talking about Phoenix lately, except that, oh my gosh, DeMonte should replace him. Phoenix might be mindset tilted, blah, 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 blah. Well, look, he just, he actually dominated most of his lanes, if not every, I'm pretty sure he dominated every lane, every, oh, yeah, every no, game. I mean, even this game three is here was clean as hell. Like, yeah, he was I, so good. I think, like, you know, people had been saying, oh, I'm tired of hearing about, you know, the Phoenix scapegoat and, and stuff like that. And I agree, but when when you try to like pinpoint something, right? I think he was one of the more glaring ones alongside their bot lane, right? It was mm-hmm. like that bottom half of the map was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Bevan had been able to to go to the limit against Beerus and you know go to against playing his style, and he got punished for his style of I'm not gonna roam, I'm gonna <laughs> stay in my lane. It was like you're gonna stay in your lane and you're gonna die like five times, right? Like <clears throat> it hadn't happened. Like, Fevin hadn't died more than three times in a single game. He, like, died four times. And they, they kept getting, like, those kinds of records. He had never lost in his ear. He lost in his ear, right? Like, they weren't afraid to give them their comfort because they knew, right? Like, 
who Phoenix is known as like an Azir god, right? It's like yeah, yes. give give that champion to that mother. He doesn't. He does. I know everything, right? Like yeah. And it it, it kind of showed, right? It kind of showed like Fudge Gaming was always on the back foot, but they were never able to kind of like switch it around counter, right? Yep. Which is what they did against TSM, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of like what I was waiting for because they had shown this. But it never occurred. And I mean, it looked promising in game one too. Like Clutch Gaming, like I felt like Echo Fox still had the whole game, but Clutch was like showing, like, oh, look at that. We got four kills eventually in return because Echo Fox over, like, just were too aggressive and we took advantage of Echo Fox's, uh, I don't want to say sloppy pay, but chaotic, really, really aggressive play. But then mm-hmm. it didn't matter because, like, you just got steamrolled. And well, then game just think two about and three, like- boom. Yeah, well, I just think about it like think about how the teams want to play, right? It feels like Clutch Gaming wants to do a, a, like do a play with ninety five percent certainty, and it feels like Echo Fox will do it faster, but with seventy five percent certainty, right? Like, it's going to work. Well, uh, even well, so the point is though, like they're, they're like, willing hey, to roll the dice. <laughs> they're willing to like roll the dice, and if you can perform a play before. Clutch has enough time to calculate how to do, how to go about like solving the exactly. problem. Exactly. Then it's it's too fast, right? So I yeah. think they did the right thing. They put the pedal in the metal. They ramped up the game to a speed where Clutch Gaming couldn't keep up and Clutch Gaming couldn't react, which I think was the main point. If you can't, if you can beat Clutch Gaming to team play, then you can completely exploit the fact that you never have to reach that team play atmosphere where your chaotic style starts to fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I love the way Echo Fox play, and I wish more of the NALCS teams played this way because what I see is that Echo Fox has a confidence to take a a uh, unfavorable play because like we can outplay them and we can do it fast and we will we are better than them. Like they play with a confidence which is really really awesome. I think we saw that in uh, like Team Liquid this this weekend too, but. Um, yeah, they play fat. They play like Dominion. You know, it's fast and fun. <laughs> so I, I just really love seeing that. I wish fast it was. <laughs> I, I wish that Echo Fox could have been in the final conversation. Oh, they were in the final conversation for the whole split until, uh, you know, their demise. But I would have loved to see Echo Fox in the final to see what they could have done against the. Uh, uh, and not a clutch gaming, like a solid yeah. team that knew what they're doing kind of thing. Yeah, like, I really think it's like, it's really interesting is like clutch gaming and 100 Thieves have sort of similar things where it's like they play really passive until they get to mid game mm-hmm. or they have very calculated early games so that they they play mid game on autopilot. They yeah, both yeah. do this. So I was, I was it's, actually going to bring that up because it's kind of like the whole idea of like, oh, the they're so good at macro, right? Every week. Like the hundred thieves, how did they win? They're so good at mag. They slowed the game down to eighty minutes, macroed them. I was like, okay, right. And but the way you counter that is, I don't give a fuck about your macro, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. At, at game three, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to go into specifics. There was one of the three games, obviously, uh, where Echo Fox are pushing into the base, and Huni gets caught out. It was game three, I actually now remember, and Huni gets caught out on Camille. Right, and then all of Clutch Gaming like goes back, returns to the base, and without a doubt in their mind, Echo Fox just like flashes forward and takes the four v five fight, beats them <laughs> to win the game. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what's going on? Right, and I think 
like like i mean what we're, we're echoing a lot in the sense of uh-huh. like you know we're we're saying <laughs> quite quite a bit of like this is kind of like what we wanted to see but i think like echo fox again with once their bot lane was kind of like dominated a bit that was like their big weakness because then they couldn't play that chaotic style without their ad carry being very far behind and you can't go for a 4v5 if your ad carry is that one that's not there even if he is there if he's dead or right and they they just they they knew how to counteract um clutch gaming play style pretty well and uh i mean i think that that's why this weekend ended up showing why the echo fox team liquid side of the bracket was now kind of like confirmed but arguably like the much stronger side mm-hmm. right I, and i think it's the extremes in each in each spectrum right like it's you see the person that's super super clean on playing the standard style and the other side i really that's why i i, I was thinking about this earlier I was thinking, what would it be like if it was Echo Fox and TL in the finals, right? Like, because <sighs> now you see what what happens when you have two teams that are like average go up against two teams on the like the complete opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So you have two teams that play super passive early games or calculated early games, and then try to play mid to late, and then try and not play that way. Well, against people that play super standard and are just going to bring the fight to you. And people that play super chaotic and are going to be up in your face and you have no choice but to fight them. So the only way you can like actually think about playing is if you play super heavy early game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like what that would have been like to have super standard versus... Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the main reason I wanted... Like, aside from obviously my, my bias towards TSM, but I did want to see that semifinal of 100 Thieves versus Team Liquid, right? <laughs> of like because hindsight 2020 we said yeah team liquid wins it right but then yeah we could have seen the difference of like the, the higher level of play and i'm not trying to disrespect 100 thieves at all i think great organization great great team and you know we'll talk about them shortly but it it definitely it echoes a lot and what what clutch gaming is is you know was was trying to do and what why the they failed and i mean it it also shows why that series had gone to five games right had mm. similar play styles mm. and just like one got the edge over the other and that last game again was just heartbreaking for clutch gaming cuz they could have won it you know if it wasn't just against five tanks or four tanks right? <laughs> yeah so. so one thing we haven't talked about is the bot lane of echo fox you know this was a huge worry go at the end of the season going into playoffs and uh, even the Echo Fox, who did Echo Fox just play before Clutch Gaming? They played um, Team Liquid. Team, yeah, Team Liquid. There was worry about the bot lane going into there. What do we say about the bot lane from this game? Because I know Adrian was roaming like crazy on some of those games, pulling out the Nami, playing the lane aggressively. And <laughs> I think we saw an upgrade somehow with that bot lane. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of give and take, right? Like for the games where they wanted to play top lane centric and mid centric, where they wanted to do all their fights on the top side of the map, like where Dardock would go crazy. I think they sort of had come to came to an agreement where it's like, all right, let's get like a really stagnant neutralized bot lane, let top lane and mid lane do its thing, and then we'll be useful because we're just lane locking bot lane to not be able to roam anywhere. And mm-hmm. then on games where it was like, okay, well, 
we need like we need like we don't have Olaf or we're not we don't want to play super heavy on the top side yet, or we think we can beat this draft for bot lane, then I think they drafted accordingly. I think it was all planned as to like especially the, the Callista game. Mm-hmm. Was that game two mm-hmm. or three? I forget. I think three. Game three, where they picked where they picked Callista Botland, they're like, all right, we don't have Olaf. And you gave we gave away Azir though. But that's okay. So like Azir can come down bot lane if he wants to. But no, they had Azir. To... They had Azir on the third game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they oh, they, okay. they got they, they yeah, they got Azir Azir, but they they got banned out from Olaf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. So that we don't have Olaf, we can't face roll into jungle. So let's just let's pick something that we're comfortable on bot lane and try and get an advantage that way. Mm-hmm. But don't do anything yeah. that's too volatile. I think that's the name of the game. They they wanted to minimize volatility with comfort. Yeah, and I think the the other key factor is that Hakuo was in uh and his Haku yes uh you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of like peak right. I think Hakuo was pretty quiet for the first two games. He did a little bit more in the third one with his Morgana, but it, it just it wasn't much right i think it, he got it in the third game yeah we didn't but, we didn't get to see him do anything he played brahm and tom kench the other two games right so then he just no. what like you can't really make crazy plays with those like a thresh or morgana but we <laughs> said morgana right. didn't but again they it's lost really the game before like five minutes so what can yeah, you do yeah. but yeah. what's really interesting to see is when adrian saw to pick to pick Nami to harass the melee supports. That's what was really interesting to me because we never we haven't seen that yet, right? So like going into semis, we didn't see people say, "Oh, yo, let's just pick like pick a range support that's sustained, so we can just harass down the we can harass down the melee support. And that way we can get an advantage that way, right? So we we sort of eliminate the threat of him jumping in because you know he's gonna die, uh, Brom specifically. Yeah, and- and and I think like the 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 key point there, right, to go into the the, the reasoning, uh, for for some of our fans, if you aren't aware, it's like it would work out. Obviously, if you have a melee tank champion, the later the game, the more useful you are, because the more unkillable you'll be. And you know, enchantresses kind of like fall off a bit, but because of the way that Echo Fox were playing their games of, hey, it's under twenty five minutes, let's finish this game now, right? You never got to that point where, like, oh, he's unkilled. Brom got hit by a bubble. He's dead. Two shot, dead. Right? Like, <laughs> and 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 that ended up working out so well. And yeah, I think like teams weren't really prepared, or Clutch wasn't really prepared for that. And it it was sad because I think again, I think Apollo is a solid bot laner, but he's not necessarily the. Oh my god, he just won v five, clean. You know cleaned house and stuff he's kind of like enabled by his support and mm-hmm. Akua was kind of like shackled down and i think that's also a big reason of he couldn't impact the map and he he couldn't get the rest of the team to come bot right because they were losing so much top so it was mm-hmm. kind of like a everywhere everything was falling apart that they couldn't go back to their like classic uh the way they beat tsm and, and stuff yeah Cool. Anything else you guys want to say closing out Clutch Gaming versus Echo Fox? Nah, I no. think that was a fast enough time to, 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 <laughs> to compensate for the 76 minutes complete total game time. Yeah. 
which I'm pretty sure was like the fastest series. It was the fastest series in any playoff yeah. ever. Ever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was nuts. so so gross. All I'm saying is, if I was a, if I was a finals ticket holder, I'd have been pissed. I'd have been like, <laughs> wow, I literally, I literally traveled across the country for seventy minutes. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. The next thing we're going to talk about is the finals recap from between 100 Thieves versus Team Liquid. Basically what happened, Team Liquid 3-0s pretty cleanly. First game was really exciting if you were a 100 Thieves fan because they stayed in it <laughs> until Baron was stolen. Smithy steals Baron and then in the next few minutes, they just basically pushed through and finished the game. It was really, really depressing as a 100 Thieves fan, but uh, Team Liquid... The X Smithy steal was just ama- absolutely amazing. And maybe we'll talk about that in a little more detail because I want to. Game <laughs> two, face. pretty one sided. <laughs> Team Liquid just dominated this as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Game three was the same. They kind of got some they fed early, but they didn't play around him correctly. And then eventually Team Liquid just did their thing and just ultimately, like, they just showed they're the better team that day. Like, it was, it was disgusting. So it was a clean 3 0. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? The favorite part of that entire game, the patient. I saw a Reddit post. It was the Medios with the patient int, where he literally sat in botley bush for like two and like a half four minutes. minutes yeah. Goes in, gets gets kicked back into dirt race and dies. Best thing I've seen in a long time. And Medios like, goes to the player camp. Medios is like. Player camps were <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah real player camp. So many. So oh, many dude, reactions. it was real sad. Man. So, I think best thing to start off with is hundred thieves had been like this throughout second half of the season, and you can start seeing as they start the Baron, it starts going like this, <laughs> and as it gets smited away. They go into a perfectly uh, nine degrees <laughs> to decline, and I, it was such a close game. That happens, and I actually think they all tilted out of their mind. They they looked tilted. I mean, we we were talking about this before too. Just hundred thieves had a lot of mis- mechanical misplays, like a lot. And I think mm-hmm. everyone. I know Afromu on Alistar missed the headbutt pulverized combo. Cody's son had some. Just missed positions and also oh. just missed things and just. I, I love Cody's son, man. But like, listen, I watched Cody's son back when he was massacre. Well, I didn't I even love, know that. Yeah, he was TM eight. He was the massacre eight. Uh, <laughs> he before he joined Immortals and he was the massacre. He's a great player. I love him. But you could see he was super uncomfortable on that stage. And I think that was like the big thing, right? Cause I think like you can't play nervous around double lift for one. <laughs> I think Cody Sun is pretty evenly matched against, against double lift when he's on his game. Right. So I think that if you give up that, like that, he felt like he was on like a, a, a separate page. He was like four seconds behind the game, all game. I felt like he was playing with lag mm. and I don't, I'm not trying to be rude because I love Cody Sun, but like, his Azure game was actually terrible to watch. I don't think I whenever the, the whenever the viewers went in to see like him bot lane, he did I didn't see him hit a single Q. <laughs> I didn't see him hit a single Q. And then the the Trundle Pit fight where he misses ultimate, he misses Q and then E autos and Trundle just gets to flash over the wall and gets healed to safety. I was so sad, oh. dude. I couldn't watch that. 
I know he was killing himself over that one. I know he was killing himself. I could feel it. I just felt bad because I know Cody Sun wanted to make a comeback for that play in Worlds, mm-hmm. and that was like the big thing. And I'm sure it didn't help that like Riot did like a whole segment on like, <laughs> oh, tell us why you did this play. Like, oh, what, like what's the one thing you wish you could change? Like, I know that, the, but it felt bad that they were milking it. But I think he's a much better player than he showed, and. I wish I, I hope he learns from this and he gets the chance to go back and do it again, but because he looks super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was very similar to last year, right? Uh, when he made it to finals, like I still feel like he, he was kind of like in awe, like he wasn't really fully there. Right. And it was, just, it was rough. Cause again, that, that first game was close. Mm-hmm. In every shape and form, Smithy, all the props for getting that smite. The MVP of that Baron deal was Impact, though. Yeah, yeah. that singe. That, I I was looking at that singe play, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like he tried to do the like the blast cone thing, and it didn't get him in. <laughs> yeah, that's Where so painful. could not W out. <clears throat> It didn't, he didn't have to away. though. All you had to do was all you had to do was pulverize. If you're knocked up, you can't smite. Yeah, you can. Mm-mm. It's no stuns and stuns and roots. You can smite, but knockups. Yeah, I thought you can't. Uh, I think I think not. I think it's just suppre- uh, I think it's only suppression. You can't. I think. But either way, he flashed in and smited. Right. So Alistar no, was looking for the. Oh yeah, yeah. He queued in and, and then smited. So. Yeah, I, I think I'm guessing that Aphromoo was ready to pulverize. You know, that's what everyone was saying. He wasn't thinking about the Singe goo because who plays against Singe ever? <laughs> Even in solo queue, they're probably not playing a lot of Singe. So that situation just probably never popped up or popped up very little. So even if you could pulverize, it's just like, who thinks like who thinks of that? That was awesome. That was a great play by Impact. And like Aphromoo was just like, oh, well, that sucks. I mean, but yeah, Medios missed a smite. His smite didn't go down, so like it's it's a little bit of everyone's, uh, everyone to yeah, blame. I mean, but yeah. again, it, it, it's it's super unfortunate. It's just really sad to see like that Baron happen and then the game ends, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because this this wasn't as quick as the third place match, but this this was quick in terms of finals. Yeah. This was this was a quick finals, right? Yeah, and it, it was just. It's sad. It's kind of like demoralizing, obviously. Is mm-hmm. I mean, again, I told you guys, I love 100 Thieves as an organization and stuff. And seeing them not put as much of a fight as they could mm-hmm. was kind of just, just heartbreaking, right? And people would be like, oh, you gave up the Azir? Dude, I, to me, that's BS, right? To me, it's the team just wasn't there uh, and didn't play according to what they needed to do, right? They scrimmed against things they they thought they had the answers and they just didn't pan out poe belter godlike game oh yeah he played like, a zero godlike out of his series. mind holy crap that like mm-hmm. quadra like pushback where cody sun on ezreal ease out of the pit and gets and still, still like clipped him. because it brings him back it's just like you know i it's just it was unfortunate but i think liquid really wanted to prove themselves yeah right? And, and I think I think they did. I think I I mean they won obviously, but uh, you know I tweeted out as as a meme. It's 
you know, no one should have been surprised. You you put Team Liquid in fourth something, you know, you're not getting in their way. <laughs> yeah. By <laughs> the way, mm-hmm. knockups do cancel smite. Oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't sure. That's good to know. I, so. I had whenever, no idea. Whenever you're airborne, whenever you're airborne, you can't you can't smite. Interesting. I know. Yeah. Idea. Everything else works though. Cool. Okay. Um. So another thing I wanted to talk about with a hundred thieves. I mentioned this in the previous episode when we talked about 100 Thieves. I did not expect them to play the typical way they played around just like Cody Sun being like the pretty much the only way to play to carry the game because you're against double lift and double lift and Olay like have been looking better and better since like maybe week eight or nine or so. I'm not exactly sure which week, but they've been looking better at the end of the split. Going into this game, especially the first game, like they still looked great. So then when you've shown that you could put someday on a carry like Darius, I know that's a specific matchup, but I know someday just doesn't like he plays other things and Ryu who could carry. They still decided to build a team around Cody Sun for the most part. And they didn't like they just played a hundred thief style that we've seen the last nine weeks 12 weeks and they didn't switch things up like hello <laughs> like, yeah I, I, that just that that hurt me a lot and i yeah. i love probably's drafting i think he's a genius i think probably got out drafted and i don't think i know that the team's performance has a big play in it but i really do think probably got out drafted by kane this series i thought kane's drafts were really really good uh, i think a good point to also add on to that is i think we also saw where maybe the line needs to be drawn between comfort and meta mm-hmm. where it felt like maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe their skirmish went really well with Skarner and Medios was killing it on Skarner, but I could not stand the Skarner pick. It felt like he was just constantly either behind or not doing enough. Like when, when, when you keep going and trading one for ones, when you're ganking, that's always better for the person that's, that's in the one V two. Know what I mean? Or like Smithy was always in a fight. Like it doesn't matter if you get first blood. If they can turn it around and make it basically equivalent, it doesn't matter. Like that's you got outplayed. And it felt like no matter what they did, they always And like even on the games where he was Skarner, I think was it the second game? Yeah, that's first and second that, that he was Skarner. Yeah. He got like second game, he got like all the kills, which is so useless. Like he took at least three of them. I probably not on purpose. Just because he didn't know if like Ryu or whoever would be taking it, but like when you trade one for one, he'd get the kill. So that completely neutralizes the point of having it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that from playing around bot side, I'd like to think that Ryu and Medios. I think the best times that they performed was the one they had the most synergy, and I would have loved to see them go back to that. Not so much someday, because I think someday is sort of like the anti-impact in that sense, where he's like he does really well in one v one matchups. But he's not the person that's like, like, taking the pressure. He's the person that's putting the pressure on. He makes the lane feel like it's a two v one, even though it's mm-hmm. just a one v one. Like he he knows his matchup so well, and he can push advantages so well. I think that's where the power is. I think if you leave that lane to be a stalemate, you let even if you have Smithy waste time up top side, and you play around mid lane and you roam with Talia. Like I felt like whenever. Uh, Ryu got champions that are like heavy into like roaming. They never made any four man plays. Nope. They did once for first blood with Tristana, right? Mm-hmm. They made a four man play topside. The topside, top yeah. And then after that, that was it. And and, and, and again, that that was the first game against the Singed. You know, when like 
you kind of like neutralize that annoyance for someday, right? Mm-hmm. And someday was owning the the beginning of that, and then it got flipped. And I think it's tough, especially like yeah, playing topside against Impact, and he showed that game three double like. He had what forty CS. He was one three and one in like fifteen minutes, and just dominates. So, you know, it, it obviously, yeah, Malachi helps because that's that's the pick. But like, it, it's smart, right? And I, I agree. I mean, that's what Clutch Gaming did to a hundred these, right? They mm-hmm. didn't want the rise. They didn't want the Talia. So Ryu was like, "Fuck it, dude. There's another champion on this that you forgot, Galio." And he'd be flying all over the map. That wasn't really present, right? And granted, yeah, like I, I personally would have to look more into the games, uh, you know, aside from just the first couple, like the first two times I like watched them and stuff. But it, it, it honestly, you know, like started out as a joke, but I really do feel like the first game was the closest. If a hundred thieves wins that, this could actually go to five, mm-hmm. and a hundred thieves could even win potentially mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. they 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 were clogged right all their minds were cloudy after that and that's where you see like mechanical misplays and stuff like that and also props to liquid for the mental fortitude right we talked mm-hmm. about that with clutch gaming but like again I- impact dude <laughs> hard camped on maokai <laughs> dude i would have been in solo queue i'd been like i'm a maokai leave me alone <laughs> He, you had, know, but, he had twenty six. He had twenty six CS at like fifteen minutes or something like that. Like something yeah, or, or fourteen minutes. I remember. I remember seeing Smoothie tweet it. Smoothie was like twenty six CS at fourteen minutes. Damn. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Impact. Like you're yeah. just gonna leave you to die, dude. Like. Yeah. And, and I, 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 again, I feel like. Yeah, sure. Maybe Prolly's drafts weren't spectacular. I still enjoyed them, right? But <laughs> it felt like. Team Liquid had the answers as well, right? To e- at least go even or neutralize, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the Sinch pinked in game one against uh, um, Orn, right? That's mm-hmm. an impact special. Yeah. Because he pulled it out. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the Sinch was losing hard. I mean, yeah, at the beginning, hard. right? Because that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. And then it's like, oh, Orn's going to knock the ult backwards. Well, he can't. Sinch W. Pulverize. Cinch W, right? Like he 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 was mm-hmm. really smart at planning ahead on on why that cinch pick would work, and so I don't I don't want to put like all the blame on on Prolly as well, but like it, it did feel like just not like they wanted to stick with what they had been doing, but they didn't do what they had been doing yeah. at the and, same and time. It made it made the draft predictable. I mean, it, I think Kane just sat there like, this is what they're going to do. All right, they pick this, this. Oh, I know exactly what they're going to do. And they're like playing into Team Liquid's hand. I think that was, that's what I, that's the big thing that I had a problem with probably because I'm like, oh, I, like even me, I'm not a super great anal- analyst. And I'm like, I think I know. Oh, yep. That there's the orange. Oh, yep. There's, the, it was just like, that. that's what made me pay. Made me hurt a little bit, but um, I want to switch switch gears a little bit because we've been talking about a hundred these kind of throwing these series. I don't think we focus at all much on Team Liquid just playing really, really well as well. You know, you we mentioned Impact behind losing lane down double the CS of someday, and then he's teleporting in, getting kills, 
setting up plays, Aftershock doing proc. impact things, right? <laughs> Aftershock is basically like giving you free stats. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's where it comes down to. You fling somebody, he walks through the entire team, takes no damage for it. Not <laughs> not not saying not trying to outshine his play. Just saying like he knew how to play the rune matchup. He knew how to like what he had to do in every fight. He just knew what he had to do, and it was really it was really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it was like it was definitely TL playing the cleanest game that they can and yeah. having a clear strategy. I would really like to know who everybody's scrim partners were. If they just like, I want to know if they had, if they played with both like clutch gaming and echo Fox to, to prep up. Cause it felt like <laughs> it felt like TL had like echo Fox for the whole week. And then just was like, all right, well like let's take what they're doing, but like scale it back like 200%. And maybe, maybe team liquid looks for, or, I mean, maybe hundred thieves looks for something like this. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like Hunter Thieves got the scrim clutch game and they're like, all right, well, they'll probably pick a cop like this, but maybe they'll be like really passive about it. And they just weren't. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, if I remember from hearing the interviews after the third place match, it was like they did scrim both, right? Mm-hmm. And literally everyone was like, oh, Team Liquid's going to 3-0. Team Liquid's going to 3-1. Like just from, from scrims when they were asked, right? I think Phoenix was like, I'm going to say 100 Thieves wins 3-2 because I feel bad that no one has picked 100 Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm quite sure that's that's actually what he said. And again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to flame like 100 uh-huh. Thieves or anything, but I had said before that I didn't want, you know, that, that a strong bot lane, one of the stronger looking bot lanes should have always been Team Liquids, right? Yeah. Double lift and Ole. Ole was godlike last year. Double lift is double lift, right? He kind of like just shines when he needs to, right? Underperforms when no one wants him to underperform. But, you know, it's kind of like, but they, they've matured so much, right? As players. And, you know, you you used to see like the, the double lift, like, holy shit, I'm the best motherfucking ADC in the world, right? And they were like, wow, dude, double lift, you did so good. He's like, no, nah, man, it was my team, right? And it's just like, it's like, hold up, hold up. What'd you say, right? And Double Lift, like, didn't play perfectly. He had some some mishaps, but he had a great playoff. Yeah. I mean, what he ended up again was like 35.3 KDA. <laughs> Against the best <laughs> players in North America, right? Like, that's mind-blowing. And it... Again, it's like it's like Team Liquid trapped a hundred thieves to like, oh yeah, you could just keep doing what you're doing, you know, and then they started, you know, going for it. They they consistently kept going for it. And I think Alex like what you said was true, right? It's like they they kind of like played that Echo Fox style. But at the same time, it, I think it's like a mixture, because like their plays could have been like random like random or like low percentage, right? But they they just dominated the map, right? I, no neutral objectives were touched aside from that Baron, and then it got stolen away, right? It's like it. They just got outclassed, like they outclassed a hundred thieves in yeah. every regard of neutral play. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, could have done so. And that, that's probably a lot of Xmithy's like just veterans. Like Xmithy doesn't usually have like huge flashy plays. But everyone respects him as like a veteran, very smart jungler. And mm-hmm. I think 
you don't just get every objective in the game because you get lucky like no like it's just it's a very very smart play by smithy and the rest of the team to control all the objectives and just completely roll over 100 thieves yeah and again po belter just he, he got mvp of the series for a reason he he played so good doesn't matter that he got a zero three games. People are gonna be like, "Oh, Bandy is." Nah, don't give me that. None of that shit, right? Like, to to perform equally all three games and have great plays and just know when to go. Dude, I'd like look at them clump up and go, "Where's Where's Paul Bell? Oh, he's right. There. He's about to flash forward, EQ. You know, like just do some cr- and Sharima shuffle them all the way back, and he'd do that, and I'd just be like." He done it. Now he's gonna die. Where is he? Right, like he he knows. Like yes, for this champion, he understands the champion so well. But he's still such a good player, right? Like at the beginning of this play, we were like, it, he might be the best mid laner right now, right? And he kind of like start like slump and then start to prove that again. And this series, he he really showed his class, right? And it's just it's just rough, and again, I wouldn't blame it on the draft for him getting a zero. I think he could have gotten a lot of impact um, champions as well. Out of anything, yeah. I I also don't think that it was much of an outdraft thing. I think it was like I said. I'm curious to know how much it came down to allowing comfort over meta over meta rather. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see like Medios on Zach instead of Skarner. That's my only real complaint about drafting. Otherwise, I thought everything was really standard, except for the yeah. cinch pick. That's really yeah, that's it. it. And then my boy Doublelift securing the win with uh, Jin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that hit the spot for me. <laughs> All right, anything else? I, I saw that, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> anything else to uh, talk about with this finals? No man! Congratulations to Team Liquid being the fourth team. Yeah, that's very exciting. Crowned in NALCS, make the meme the legend. That's all you gotta do. Turn your memes to dreams. He's proven it. Do it, children. My, my favorite thing, uh, you know, all obviously all the memes coming afterwards were like, oh, if, if people tell you you can't, uh, money can't buy happiness. <laughs> yes. You haven't seen uh, how they Steve works TLC. out. <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. I I love it. I mean, that's so funny. It was it was hard fought. It sucks for a hundred thieves. Team Team Liquid proved themselves, right? Hey, Amen. I, I think I think everyone had like that question mark, but I think they they actually did prove themselves, and I hope they do well internationally, right? Like that's kind of like the the big question mark because Double Lift has hasn't gone to an uh, MSI, you know. Ole hasn't gone to like Povelter has, right? So it's like this two guys I think or like one guy like finally go to MSI it's gonna be like exciting to see kind of like how how they how they do but um yeah I mean Liquid were able to do it so if there's any team that can bounce back after failing in finals it's gonna be Nate Shot's team nobody knows it better than Nate Shot on an Optic in Call Call of Duty (laughs) I can't tell you how many times Optic was a favorite going into a tournament and lost and choked it but you know what I think he took some time reflected as a person and grew to be to realize that I think now he can be the father figure that these kids probably deserve that <laughs> he couldn't uh, he didn't have when he was at that point. So I think 
if there's anybody that learned how to bounce back from that, it's got to be Nate Shot. So, gotcha. Yeah. And it's gonna be again. It's gonna be such an exciting summer. It's gonna Holy be great. Shit. Oh, yeah. Like oh, everything yeah. is on the line. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic for Worlds. Bold predictions. It's gonna bold prediction going here before next split. Team Liquid goes to Worlds. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you the three bold teams prediction. that go to Worlds. Yeah, bold prediction. That means they should get third place and they go to Worlds. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, that's the bold prediction, dude. They can they can finish ninth for all. I, it's gonna be Team Liquid. I'm gonna go. Yeah, Team Liquid, 100 Thieves. Cloud9. You're not that gonna put TSM brother. up there, man? And Echo Box and Clutch. Uh, I don't know about Dude, Clutch like, it's, it's there's so many. Actually, I'm right. I'm know what I'm saying. Alright, ready? Alright, I'm going bold. I'm actually like going out out there. Out there. Uh, <laughs> Team Liquid, Echo Fox, and TSM are the three representatives. Oh, oh, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought he said something about TSM? Jesus Christ. Alright, Sam, what about you? Full predictions. Uh, Optic Gaming is going to pick up two amazing players. <laughs> yes, and, yes, I believe. And still get fifth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I have oh, no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this now. I'll save it for. We'll probably do it. Well, actually, I do want to do an episode on like what we think is going to happen with the teams going into summer split, especially because I think what we've seen about best of ones is that holy crap, they're volatile, and it doesn't give enough time for these teams to like become to reach their potential. So mm-hmm. going into summer split, I think we're going to see what we wanted to see this split. And that can mean a lot for different teams. So I think it deserves its own episode. So we'll get into that. But if you want to yes. do a bold prediction, you can right now. Yeah. So guys, if you want to give Sam a way out, he wants you to comment below what your bold <laughs> prediction is so that he can use them later on. He wants to rip you off is really what he's trying to get at. My oh. bold prediction, Opta comes back with a solid team. They come back. Arrow becomes the next best AD carry in North America. Cloud9 take the third seed by going through the gauntlet again because it's destiny. <laughs> because they pick up high. Yeah, because, because high and Reaper all of a sudden fuse into one meta person. <laughs> Reaper gets back and into playing. I think TSM goes below sixth place. <sighs> Oh, that is probably. I think that's the boldest prediction. Uh, he said that this year, dude. This year. <laughs> and look where they are, baby. Look where they are. Fifth slash six. All right. So that is it for this episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast. We will see you guys next week. See you guys. <laughs>